Banking has a name. We create it. And here we talk about it. Welcome to the George Podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Samira and Lisa, and it's all about sharing knowledge. At George Labs, we firmly believe that sharing knowledge is the best way to increase it for those who learn and those who teach. Our guests today are both passionate about sharing knowledge. A warm welcome to Natalie and Pavel. Hi. Hello. Would you please be so kind to introduce yourself? So tell us who you are, what you're doing, what's your background, etc. That would be very interesting for our listeners. Okay, sure. So um, I'm Natalie, I'm a UI designer at George. I'm with George already for three years. And currently I'm working for financial help and uh, for George for small businesses topics. And uh, my name is Pavel. I'm a front-end developer. I'm part of the user relations squad and I've also been here for three years. I think we joined uh, roughly about the same time. Okay, cool. Lovely coincidence. My first question to both of you is like, um, what exactly do you teach? I mean, that's the whole topic of today's talk. So would you please be so kind to tell us exactly what you're teaching, where do you teach, to whom do you teach, and for how long you have been teaching? As part of my journey as a front-end developer, I was challenged by uh, Wolfgang Hacker, who's my line manager. <laughs> he challenged me to start teaching and uh, help my colleagues in the QA department. So I uh, took the knowledge that I had about programming, specifically JavaScript, and the uh, original aim was to help people, to help colleagues, to improve their programming skills in the context of automated tests. So you mainly teach internally, like yes. at George Labs? Yes, yes. I've had a course going on for two years now where everybody that's interested um, joined in. Um, yeah. So the main audience, I would say, is our colleagues from the QA department, but we also have people in other roles participating, people that wanted to learn what programming is about. In addition to the JavaScript course, I've also held workshops, also internally, where I was teaching about test automation, um, namely with Cypress, and also how our squad works with the BDD methodology, that's behavior-driven design uh, development. Okay, so have you ever been teaching before, or is this your first time ever? I've had experiences, yeah. I think I started teaching um, as a child, like uh, going into computing, right? And, or working with computers, you just teach everybody about how computers work. So yeah, um, that I think kind of helped me a lot. And um, I've also done here and there some, some teaching. I, I did, um, I think there's this um, association in Vienna, Code Factory, I've had, presentation oh, yeah, there well. mm-hmm. yeah and um, yeah generally with new colleagues people that come on um, mentoring training things like that mm-hmm. but not nothing on a more organized level like I'm doing now <laughs> okay okay thank you so what about you Natalie tell us about a bit about your word and your teaching that you mm-hmm. do. sure so I'm teaching fundamentals about UX design and uh, usually my students um, are professionals from different other fields. For example, they could be developers, managers, etc. And they just want to learn more about product design. So, and here I'm teaching it. <laughs> so um, I'm teaching and giving guest lectures uh, at Talent Garden, in Technicum Wien, at Bootcamp App Level, 
Business Ride Festival and a few other events uh, that I was doing. And here in George, I lead um, our internal initiative uh, within our design chapter. So I'm co-organizing meetups uh, where we as designers can share the knowledge between each other. That's amazing. There's like a whole lot of fields you both are covering between you. So I'm more curious than actually skilled in those fields you mentioned. So if I just come to you and say, hey, can you teach me about Java or about um, UX design? Would you say like, yeah, come on, let's start from scratch? Or is it um, necessary to have some background, some knowledge that you have to bring with you? I think in regards to UX design, for sure not, uh, because you interfere with uh, UX design everywhere. When you open the door, when you try to figure it out, do you need to push or not? Uh, so all the physical and not only physical subject, it's all about UX design. So I think every one of us in a certain way already experience on a daily business. Uh, so I think it's uh, your, everyone is welcome <laughs> to start with UX design. I remember reading a few years ago The Design of Everyday Things by mm -hmm. Donald Norman. That's a, yeah. that's a great book with some really yes. good examples. The guru of UX design. So yes. this is actually how I started yeah. uh, my design career. It was the first book I've read and I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. Cool. <laughs> do, you know the, do you know The Inmates Are Running the Asylum by Alan Cooper? Yes, Alan Cooper is another one. So I think we have some section on recommendations <laughs> if you want to start in UX design. Yeah, for sure. And it's also for everyone. So you don't need to have prior education to read it and uh, to understand and actually yeah. enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, the course that I put together is also for people that don't really have knowledge about programming. So the um, first two thirds are focused on covering the basics of programming. I <laughs> definitely will sign up for the course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so my next question would be like, um, what motivates you to teach? Because in my opinion, it's really tough. You have to prepare materials. You have to get into the topic yourself very much. You have to answer questions. Sometimes they're uncomfortable. Sometimes they're very tricky to answer. So what is your motivation to, to teach other people what, what you know already? And what would you consider your benefits that you take away from it? Whenever you're teaching something to other people, you first of all become much better at that subject. Mm -hmm. You need to do your own research you have to answer the questions that come up. So even if you don't know an answer right away, you still need to yeah, go in, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, look, look for that. So uh, definitely there's that aspect. But uh, in my time with the team at George, I've uh, learned so many things from all the smart people that, I'm, that are working here. And it, it just felt great to be able to contribute back and to see people uh, progress. Um, I had... Um, couple of um, really nice feedback from from people um, so when you, you when you get this kind of feedback it's really enjoying and motivating to continue on this path um, give to give you a couple of examples someone last from last year said it was not studying it was learning and it was beautiful and so they, <laughs> yeah. that's like the best <laughs> compliment yeah yeah <laughs> it's very motivating to hear these things that you have an impact and you see other people learn and progress in their career and in their uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. I have like slightly similar or very similar opinion on the topic as well, because I believe that yeah, sharing is super important and uh, giving back. 
and uh, I also was lucky enough to meet a lot of people during my career who was helping me in their free time, explaining me some stuff in terms of design or technology and uh, without them I wouldn't be able to progress in my career. Uh, so I kind of feel that I also would like to give something back because then it's more you give, it's more you receive and this is going this circle, right? So I really like this process and also there are a lot of inspiring moments when you receive the feedback from the people who were attending your lecture or was part of your course. Uh, once uh, um, at one conference, a girl came to me and said that actually she was attending one of my lectures and uh, this is what's motivating her to switch her career to UX design and now she got her first job as UX designer. Awesome. Yeah, That's so for lovely. sure when I heard it, I was like, wow, it's amazing that there are people who are actually doing something after you're doing like, the teaching. And also I believe that, yeah, to teach something, it doesn't mean that you need to be like an expert and know everything, every single question that the students uh, ask you. For sure you need to know fundamentals and be able to answer most of the questions, but also every time I'm giving the lecture, I need to prepare myself, I need to update if the new technology coming up, what the trends are there. So this is also a big benefit because then I, it's part of my job to learn myself about the topics and uh, be able to present it to the students and uh, as often you present something, the better you get in this, so... Absolutely. Yeah. What happened in my case was, in the first year, I mm -hmm. had to prepare everything, of course. But then the second year was just so much easier, because I, I was confident in the materials, mm -hmm. I went through it, I kind of knew what to expect, so it's, as soon as you do it once, it's, it becomes much, much yeah, easier. Yeah, it gets more natural, then you already had the presentation with the similar material, and then you also like you can do some like freestyling uh, when you already know or like students also maybe ask about some particular questions about some particular topic so you would be able to provide some information and feel also better when you're actually uh, giving lectures or teaching yep. sure i guess it's also a bit of a stage fright that maybe comes into play if you haven't been standing for a crowd of people you don't know and then you have to explain and you don't know what they might ask and i guess it's helpful to just gain experience on that and do it over and over again. So you both mentioned already some lovely moments um, from your teaching careers. Um, if I ask you now for your highlights, what can you tell me about a special moment or maybe a story you want to tell us? What was like a lovely experience while teaching? I can think about one example. Uh, so I was giving a lecture uh, Business Ride Festival and it was about conversational design, uh, product design, like very intro level uh, for, for women who would like to change their career. And um, to know that it was less lecture about design itself rather than how to make this transition into tech and uh, that it's possible, that you definitely can do it. And uh, for me, it was uh, like highlight of this lecture that a lot of students after all told me that now they feel inspired, that they believe that the tech is not something, not for them, that uh, actually everyone could start their career in that area if they're really passionate about it and have interest. So um, I also, yeah, for me, it was like a big inspiration uh, to see all these wonderful women who want to change their career and lives for better. Yeah, that's also lovely, like this inspirational role, especially in tech. So I can imagine that there's certainly more men also in teaching than women. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I can see it. So also in one of my students, uh, before I particularly try to inspire and say, no, if you can do it, there is no problem. There's always support. 
and look at me, I could do it, you can do it. So uh, for sure, this is also another part of teaching experience uh, when you are uh, doing also like for women who would like to have the transition in tech industry. I think for me, it's just this, uh, in terms of stories with uh, students, few people saying that they love when we go kind of off track Mm -hmm. Because when we have these regular meetings, we, we can really kind of schedule our own time. And if somebody has a specific question about a topic, we can really kind of dive deep into that subject. Oh, and so you have time for it. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of uh, the students really enjoy this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's not like just only structured content rather than you also can do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and they also see me struggling. But it's interesting because every failure is like an opportunity to mm -hmm. present something new. So I wrote to them on Slack uh, after our army. They're like, hey guys, so today we, we, we hit a few roadblocks. Next session, I'll give you my top three tips for uh, overcoming a roadblock, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so I took that opportunity to kind of tell them, okay, it's very important, you know, when you, um, when you can't continue with something, just take a break. Mm -hmm. um, take, uh, take a break and then call somebody. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, at the end of the day, don't let it um, stress you out. Just go to sleep, enjoy your evening, you know, don't worry about it. You're gonna come back with a fresh mind. So this kind of things that you also, you don't always teach solely on the, on the subject. Mm -hmm. You kind of ha can have an impact on the overall quality of life, I would say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was from, from a couple of weeks ago when this happened to me, it was like, I did exactly the same thing. I, I took a quick break. And then 15 minutes later, the problem was solved. It's just needing to disconnect a bit from the screen. Yeah, it's a great skill, especially when it comes to development or design. Yeah, it's how to deal with all these failures that you probably see on their daily sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, when you when you present something, it's always kind of the finished product. Yeah, yeah, and it feels that it's perfect and you just... Yeah, and no, nobody yeah. knows the struggles. <laughs> like what it took for you to learn the sub subject mm -hmm. in the first place, and then what it took for you to apply what you've previously learned, maybe in years of struggling mm -hmm. or no, consistently it's also, learning. Yeah, it's normal to struggle, that also I think should be presented and learned yeah. that it's okay if you don't know something, it's okay if you made a mistake, it's okay if you also struggle with what you're doing right now, so it's also a great yeah. part of teaching. It's a nice transition to our next question because what I would like to know from you is how do you prepare yourselves for, for your lectures and classes? Do you have your standard presentation where you say, okay, I just go over it? Or are you rather the spontaneous type where you say, okay, I have some sort of presentation, but sometimes there are deviations. So what's your approach to teaching? How do you prepare yourself? Mm, usually I prepare a deep presentation with a lot of slides and uh, sometimes uh, I also write timestamps uh, when should be each part done and uh, overall I'm just a person like that so I like the structure it gives me like comfort <laughs> when I know that there is a plan yeah, so it's yeah. not always that of course this uh, happens or they're always like a plan B or C but at least for me I'm like okay they're doing fine we're doing this and that so I uh, feel better like that presenting when I have something already scheduled for me yeah how is it for you yeah for for me I feel um, very similar you definitely need a plan mm -hmm. because just by writing things down you create also structure you think you know stuff in your mind right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then if you don't put it down on paper you don't really realize the gaps I definitely think you need a plan and uh, like I said earlier, the first year I taught this course, it was a bit more difficult because I had to put together things from scratch, mm -hmm. collate materials, bring stuff together, different resources, and uh, write the content for each lesson, things like that. 
But once the course is finished, you know, I just did a retrospective. I got some feedback from the students and I ended up making some uh, small changes, but mm -hmm. important changes mm -hmm. in the structure and the content a bit. And now I'm very happy actually with the second year and went much, much better. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also having a plan doesn't mean you need to stick with it. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. can always adjust things. Yeah. And some students asking like about a particular topic and uh, you give some examples. Uh, so you can have like also natural conversation during your studying process. So I think it's also important. Yeah, have a plan, but still you'll be flexible, but keep in mind what, which topics you need to cover for the future that you have like overall picture. You mentioned uh, you're also doing daily uh, or one day workshops. Mm -hmm. And does that mean you also do like exercise and you put people to work? Like yeah, this is the hardest part because especially when you're already for a while in the field, a lot of tasks maybe feels for you like easy. So just do this. And uh, so it's very hard to estimate how long does it take actually a group or a person, the individual to accomplish this task. So, and you also want to make them fun at the same time, practical at the same time, something that they, they can accomplish, let's say in 20, 30 minutes. So I try to experiment with this. And uh, I also try to put some gamification in the process and using mm -hmm. some techniques from design thinking, because if it's a full day workshop and uh, all your students are adults, it's very hard to entertain them yeah. <laughs> and especially in the current setup when you do it online yes because you're online uh, to have this workshop like that entertaining without this collaboration like yeah. in person that's very tricky i'm still learning and i'm adjusting every time actually i'm checking what could be improved what was the feedback and so on so it's a continuous process uh, but it's also fun because then i'm not just doing over and over again the same things yeah, yeah. Like, okay this was better they didn't work out with this group like and so on so it's sure. like on this process mm -hmm. yeah what i do with my students is i make them share the screen themselves mm. so then they take roles one after in, uh, another either like to present yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so because we've also been doing this remotely for the past couple of years and mm -hmm. it's been working quite nice and what i also found um i, I leave my camera on so they see my expression mm -hmm. because sometimes it's i mean visual is part of communication yeah. no for sure yeah yeah, I think it's uh, really difficult to learn if you have like no social interaction and if you have like no direct feedback. Also, of course, in your perspective as a teacher, I think it's difficult to really see if you're maybe going too slow or too quickly mm -hmm. or if there's like misunderstandings, open questions and so on. So kudos to you to really accept and obviously master the challenge of <laughs> distance online teaching you need to just get over that feeling <laughs> you just need to kind of cancel that feeling out and just just cancel <laughs> yeah, yeah. very easy but not cancel the class at home no no so i heard already um during the conversation that you're um not only teaching like about your topics and what is like on the syllabus or um, what is expected from the workshops but also like maybe soft skills techniques, strategies to overcome um, roadblocks or creativity blocks or any other obstacle. So I think it's um, lovely that you have such a wide array of knowledge that you're also passing on. But if we now try to turn this perspective around for a second and if you imagine each other being a omniscient teacher who can teach everything in this world, what course or workshop or topic would you like to learn from each other so natalie if you can now sign up for a special part of the course what topic would it be 
I think which topic would be more particularly interesting is uh, how to lead a team, how to combine technical skills, uh, because I've seen lots of developers who would be brilliant in their work, yet have problems to communicate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it would be this especially interesting to learn how to communicate it yeah, to other people who's like working in tech. And uh, yeah, so how you could be a good leader in that case. So you have to have technical, deep technical knowledge and at the same time being able to communicate, being outgoing and uh, to, un- to yeah. explain stuff in easy terms that not that it just, it's not that simple, you know, yeah, right. and find the right words for people who are seeing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So using metaphors and mental models that work. Yes, for yes, yes, like that, that yeah. works for them. Yeah, I think this would be for me super interesting to learn. Cool. Yeah. It seems like you already have found the perfect teacher for the topic. <laughs> Maybe you want to schedule something. I would also <laughs> join and sign up for this. Let's see what uh, Natalie could offer for you. What would you like to learn? Oh, wow. So, um, I'm uh, super jealous of uh, <laughs> Natalie. I have like a secret love for um, design and UX mm, and UI. Very secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not so secret not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I have no clue why I didn't follow this uh, road uh, mm-hmm. sooner in, mm-hmm. in my life. I think maybe one of the reasons was like in this lack of uh, mentorship or mm-hmm. opportunity to get into it because I did in high school, I started with programming and I kind of just stuck with that road, mm-hmm. but I have a uh, massive appreciation for anything that's to do with uh, design, with building products and uh, uh, graphic design, everything like that. I mm-hmm. wish I would be good at it, but I'm, yeah, I know what I like, but I can't really reproduce it. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I mean, everything that's to do with uh, UX and UI, I would, I would love to, to learn. And um, yeah, I, I also wanted to bring in something that, because you touched on communication and mm-hmm. being able to kind of work together as a team and everything around yeah, the subject. Yeah, collaboration is a big part for designers, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, so I had somebody uh, in George where I learned a methodology for building software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, we now have uh, the BDD Academy. Mm-hmm. which is led uh, specifically by um, uh, our colleague Silvio and Ivan. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I was uh, somewhat involved with that. And uh, I learned about BDD from Silvio and we practice it in our, in our squad uh, mm-hmm. for everything that we build. And it, it's just to me that that's, a, that's an, an amazing thing to, to learn to pick up when building software. To me, actually, it, it's... In my eyes, it's the way to build software. Mm-hmm. And it's great to have someone who can like teach you and also like that you implement directly in the team after. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It just brings so many uh, benefits at so many different levels. So I actually believe any team could uh, greatly benefit from practicing this methodology. Of building now we know software. another course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before we leave you two to your jobs or maybe preparing the next lesson, who knows, <laughs> let's have our word wrap. So we prepared a handful of short questions for you and we want you to select one of the choices or answer them spontaneously with the first word or a few words that come to your mind. So, ready, steady? Yep, yep. Yes. (laughs) Asking questions or being asked questions? Asking. Both. (laughs) (laughs) If you ask, you get to know more. That's true, that's true. But, well, we already heard that from being asked questions, you all also can learn and mm-hmm. expand your knowledge. So, sure. fair enough. What would you say? Preparing lessons or workshops is... Fun. 
much longer than you think. <laughs> that's, that's so true, yeah. Theory or practice? Both. I, yeah, focus on, ha uh, focus on hands on, but as both if necessary. Yeah, practical theory. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, exactly. That's a good, that's a good, I like that. Lovely. As a student, I would be um, asking many questions. Why this way? I would be sleeping. I have very fun <laughs> memories from high school, so I'll stop there. <laughs> and one advice to everyone out there who wants to learn something new. Always take curious. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, I've, mine is a bit longer. <laughs> I would say you need to definitely start today. Mm -hmm. to learn that thing you need to be consistent whether that means once a day once a week once a month it doesn't matter but consistency is key and you need to make small steps this is this is very critical so lastly pick one good resource and stick with it till the end mm -hmm. that sounds like very wise words <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today and thank, thank you. you for your time especially yeah because we know that you have to um, prepare classes and work, etc. So it's very good for us too that they both teach at George Labs and also externally. So time is money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll let you go back to work now. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us. It was Thanks a for pleasure. the tour. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.